0: Good day, everyone. Welcome to the J&M podcast. Um, My name is Jason Brown. Who's this other guy on the line? This is Mike. Absolutely. So, of course, folks, this isn't your first time listening. Uh, We're coming back with our, oh, my goodness, is this our fifth uh, podcast? Fifth episode. Numero Cinco, man. I got to admit, this is awesome. Like, I got to admit, when you first told me to get on the line, I did not think we would get this far, but I'm glad we've kept it going. Um, of course, as you guys know, this is the JM podcast, the world as we see it. Um, we are not professional you know, commentators. We don't get paid for this. Not saying that we don't want sponsorship. We're definitely looking forward to it. Um, but ultimately, right now, it's just a couple of topics. Two guys having conversations about different things that interest us um, and ultimately interest you. So um, first things first, we always like to throw up a, a quick toss-up question. Um, something that's supposed to not be a curveball, Mike. Uh, yeah, last week, curveball. You, you, you threw, you said it was a nice little, you know, fastball, high and tight. and It was definitely a curve or possibly even a sinker. Um, but no, this one, I, I got one that's just really, really simple. Just going to throw it out there. You give me your insight and we'll start getting it rolling. All right, um, question coming up. Here we go. This is the month of March. The biggest thing that goes on in this month, in my opinion, is the NCAA tournament. Will or have you, will you be watching it and have you watched it in the past?
1: Uh, Okay, I have watched it in the past. I'm gonna go with that. I'm I'm dorking around with my settings. Yeah, I have watched it. I've gotten really into it before. I can remember one time I went to CNN Center and they had the big board up there and I was was really geeking out about all the teams and everything. And I've had my favorites in the past. But in the last probably, I would say, gosh, probably the last five years, I don't watch any college basketball. I don't watch basketball, period. I used to be really into it. I can tell you back when you would get the NBA um, video game, Uh, Mm was it NBA Live or something? Uh, Yeah, NBA, yeah. Yeah. Before they had it on a console, you could only get it on a PC. And I remember playing with like Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, I mean, you had just the legends on there, right? Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. So that's back when I was really, really into basketball. But then I, I, I don't know what happened, but I think it's because they just, they get, the game has gotten so good where they don't miss. They are so athletically gifted. And then college sports as a whole has kind of launched into another stratosphere when you talk about the money that goes into it and the endorsement deals that they get and the, the kids are on the court, they're all tatted up. And you're not that I have anything against tattoos. It's just that costs money. And so it costs some money they come from. So these kids I are agree. in college and they're spending thousands of dollars to get inked. And
0: you know, it just, mm-hmm.
1: it's kind of lost its amateur appeal to me. And it watching mm-hmm. them is like watching the NBA and I don't do that either. So, I want to be into it. And what I'll probably do is as the tournament progresses, and it gets into those later uh, rounds, I'll probably get more of an interest. But I, I got I'm not, not really all that into it. What about you?
0: So I'm kind of similar to you. Of course, as a kid, I watched it all the time with my dad, just being great, raised in a a sports household. Um, You know, it was like everything we did at March. I mean, it was just like once that first couple of games got rolling, we were all about it. Um, But I have to admit, as I've gotten older, definitely within kind of that same time period, the last five or six years, I do not watch every single game. I can remember... um, uh, a couple of years ago, the tournament was going on, and sometimes they have like those day games. I remember being at my former employer, and they had a TV going in like the break room, and everyone's like hooting and hollering. They're like, oh man. And then one of my colleagues, like, Chase, like, man, you have to come watch this game. And I'm like, like, what? Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, we're at work. And he's like, your alma mater is getting ready to go to the Elite Eight. And I'm like, okay. I have expense reports to get done. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, got a JLB. I, I got a JLB, man. I got kids, man. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's pretty wild just how that kind of changes as you get older. But I will still watch a couple of games. Just won't be a fanatic similar to like what you said as I was before. Um, but I will say the one thing that I truly enjoy about it um, is just that, like you said, that, that level of competition. These kids we don't know if they are getting paid. That's a whole, you know, separate conversation um, in the future, but at its core, it's just some young amateur kids coming together um, to ultimately come compete for a prize together. And it's probably the most pure form of well, it was the most pure form of competition, in my opinion, in sports, because it was just, you know, you see it like you, you can see, remember in years past, like, you know, those buzzer beater games and these kids just crying. Their parents are in their stands like, oh, my gosh, can't believe we're here. Um There's a lot of emotion. And I'm ultimately glad that it's back this year because last year due to COVID, it got canceled. I kind of missed it. I have to admit, I was kind of like, where was March Madness this year? We didn't get it. So this year.
1: Yeah. What I miss are the crowds. And I don't know yes. if they're going to have crowds during March Madness at all the tournament games, but I, I can tell you that that is what really sells
0: college sports. I agree with you 100%. They're only going to have 25%. So the way they're actually going to do it, I saw it on the news earlier this morning. So they're all in Indianapolis. You know how they used to have all the teams in different parts of the country. So they're all going to be at what Lucas Lucas Oil Stadium, the house that Peyton Manning built, um, the football stadium. All the teams are in Indianapolis, all 60-something different teams. They're all in five or six massive convention hotels. They're all having to do the COVID vaccine test like seven times a day leading up to the tournament. And then once they're in the tournament, they can't com- com- communicate with their, they can't be in contact with their family right. and friends, only their other co- their other coaches and, of course, their opposing teams. Um, and the, the crowds are only supposed to be 25% capacity. That is mind-boggling to your point that they, they used to fill up football stadiums for these basketball games. So it's going to be very, very interesting to kind of see um, the response. I mean, it's going to be interesting.
1: Well, and how do the the logistical question is, how do you get 25% of a fan base that numbers in the close to hundreds of thousands of people? So it's probably and you and I, being that we live in Georgia, the Peachtree road race, has way more interest than they can put on the ground. And so they do a lottery and I would assume it's very similar for the, the tournament. And, and then it begs the question, okay, so you get a ticket, but you probably don't get to pick the game that you get a ticket to. It's kind of like the Olympics say, Hey, I want to go to something. Okay. Well, you got, you know, this event at this time. And and that's what you ended up with. So absolutely. I, I guess, you know, there are probably if you're talking 64 teams, there's probably at least 50 that people have never heard of and probably would <laughs> prefer not to go watch. But just Pretty to much. say you were there, I guess, is,
0: you know,
1: feather in your cap and something you always talk about.
0: A lot Pretty before. much. Absolutely. I, I, I think on. I can count on one hand how many times I've been physically to a college basketball game, and they even hosted a lot of these conference championships in Atlanta. So there you go. Is, I've been to. It's two, gonna be in the
1: Two college games, and both of them feature Georgia Tech. Um, no, I t- I take that back. I digress. One was Georgia Tech at Georgia Tech uh, at the college there, the stadium, and then back when Bobby Cremins was the coach, and then. Mm-hmm. One was Duke, Florida State at Florida State, and Florida State won on a buzzer beater. Awesome. Because back then, you know, Duke, well, Duke's always been a perennial powerhouse. So back then, they were vying for the national championship. And so to to lose uh, was heartbreaking. But all right, so that, that was your softball question. So here's my softball question. Again, just to get us rolling, just to get those juices flowing. I like it.
0: I like it. Tell me what you know. About the CrossFit Open. <laughs> so CrossFit Open, I don't know much. However, I know that it's ultimately um, an op- a, a, a chance or an exhibition leading into possibly <laughs> doing a CrossFit <laughs> event so that'll true. then lead, you- yeah, You're so I- cute. <laughs> ho- ho- hopefully allowing you to get into becoming a pro eventually. That's what I'm yeah. thinking.
1: Yeah. Wow. No, the CrossFit Open. Dang it. All right, the CrossFit Open is kind of if you think about golf and you think about mm-hmm. um, what's another good example tennis. When they have an open, yep. that means anybody mm-hmm. can compete, right? So okay. they they have this CrossFit Open and they open this competition up to anybody who wants to pay $20, who's affiliated with CrossFit or not, they pay their they go to the website, mm-hmm. pay the 20 bucks and then each week During the CrossFit Open time period, this year it's three weeks, they come out with another um, routine or what they call a a workout. So last week, Mm -hmm. the workout was handstand walks and double-unders. Double-unders are, you know, jump rope and you have to jump over the rope twice. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the way it worked, it was an escalating kind of workout. You would do one wall walk, which means your feet are on the wall and you back up and your feet go higher and then you come back down. So you do one wall walk, you would do 10 double unders. Then you would do five wall walks, you would do 50 double unders. Then you did um, like 15 wall walks, then you would do 150, then you would do 21 wall walks, you would do 250 double unders. So an escalating scale and the the pro, I would say pros, the the more extreme or more fit athletes were in that 11 time range, 11 minute time range for, for the guy yeah. close mm-hmm. to that for the women. Um, but again, anybody can compete. So at the leaderboard, you had people who you've never heard of, who have never been to the super bowl of CrossFit, the CrossFit games. So again, yeah. you have somebody who could be in your hometown who just happens to be good at a particular set of, of workout skills and boom, yeah. they are at the top of the leaderboard. But then the next week, Something that they're not so good at, boom, they're at the bottom of the leaderboard. So it's really interesting, really fun. And right now, tonight is the second announcement, workout number two. It's going to be live, 7.30 on YouTube.
0: Okay. throwing that out. So this is my thing. Why are you not competing, sir? Because I
1: suck. Um, (laughs) No joke. One, I can't do a double under. Now, you can scale it. They have... Um, you don't have to do the what they call the elite workout you can scale it and even if you don't have an equipment uh, they've got workouts for every kind of category even masters elderly so if you're 75 years old they've got a workout for you it might be jumping jacks and and push-ups or something so um, it is it's fun but um, no, that I'm not good at any of those things and and so I'll do the workouts just for my own personal benefit but I
0: not, not wow. no. All right. So, well, 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 hold on, hold on before you move on. I got I got one just to follow up along with that. Okay. So, um with the CrossFit games and just ultimately just getting your body in, in shape to, you know, be able to compete at a high level. Yes. I myself am training to do my very first Spartan race.
1: Oh, hey. August 1st. The one in um... Oh, the one up north. Where's that? It Ash- Asheville. It's gonna be in Asheville, Tennessee. Oh, oh my! My brother did that one, Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, he did the so, yeah.
1: uh, all three distances. The um, you know, you get a a different color shield or something for each one. Yeah, so yeah, you've man. got the the sprint, the intermediate, mm-hmm. and then the the long one, which is called the.
0: Uh, I can't. I can't remember the name.
1: marathon. More. It's thirteen miles. Yeah.
0: But it's like the trifecta is all three of
1: them. Right. That's and he did that. So he wow. went there for one. He went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. He went to one that was here in Georgia uh, because okay. it was like the, the sprint distance. Then he had to go to, I think, Tennessee to get the um, mid-middle distance one, one that's like five or six miles. Or no, seven wow. miles. Wow. Uh, all right.
0: So yeah. Which distance are you doing? So it's going to be a group of uh, guys, some guys at my church that kind of invited me. Um, and I think we're doing the sprint? I mean, I like, it's, so it's a like whole a bunch 5K? of that. yeah. It's basically a 5K, and I think there's like eight obstacles. I think we have to uh, endure. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's either five. Oh yeah. Oh dude, dude, dude. Like I thought the same exact thing. I was like, oh, that's not that's not, that's nothing, because it goes eight for the 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 five the five mile the three mile. Then it's like twelve for the yeah, intermediate. Thirty eight. Right? And at 38 for the the big long marathon one, so I was like, holy moly! And, and I'm so my- those what they ask you to do individually,
1: they're not so bad. Like the carry, you you fill up a bucket with rocks, you carry it up a hill, you carry it back down. You could do that on any given day, but do that and run and climb things and jump things and swim in cold water, and so
0: yeah. The 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 one thing that I've kind of just been watching and just preparing for, because you know I'm I'm a pretty physically fit dude. I've been doing burpees. Good God, just because that's for for you folks that are listening. Penalty. That's your pun. That's the penalty. If you cannot complete the task, you have to sit there and do burpees. I forgot how many is like for two minutes straight. So I've been doing burpees like insane over the past couple of days. I mean, my arms are freaking jacked. Um, but yeah, like it's gonna be. Uh, what is it? What's the one that I said I was going to have a little trouble with? Oh, so there's an, uh, an over and under kind of um, mm-hmm. like, uh, what is it? Like uh, not pull up, but you have to like scale some pull ups and then come down the other side. Right, yeah. So apparently that's going to be the one. That it's I'm inverted
1: thinking. because it's like it's this. inverted. You climb up this way. Then you have to come over the top and
0: climb back down and come back down. So, so yeah, the, that's
1: the working against you because
0: you're going this way. So that's why ultimately, yeah, I'm a strong dude. I can't manipulate my own body weight like that. Not anymore. You need grip dude, strength.
1: Oh my gosh. Everything is overhead. It's all, a lot of it's grip strength. So there's one, I saw a sprint one in um, Jacksonville recently where they had a mm-hmm. wall. It's so like a, a rock climbing wall, but mm-hmm. they are sideways. You don't go high, you go across and they're just little edges and you got to do that. And so yeah, it's all grip. You gotta, there's one where you gotta pull a hundred pound weight up to the top and then slowly let it back down. And you know, I weigh a, like a buck sixty. So that's mm-hmm. more than half my body weight. So these guys, you know, you have to lean into it, but you gotta hold it and keep it from falling back down. So grip strength, have strength I, I was
0: monkey. Look, I was on YouTube watching some fierce ladies do it. This chick was pulling it. She's at the end of the race. It was like the last op- obstacle she had to do. She literally did like a back jump, half back flip, caught the rope with her legs, pulled it down, and just held it just so she could catch her breath. And yeah. she didn't want to have to like do burpees. I was like, I'm not doing it. Like I'll drop it and I'll just do the 20, 200 burpees. Hey,
1: spear throw. Yes. The spear throw. And that's another 15 burpee penalty if you if you can't get that. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's the one that they apparently they do right in the middle of the run. They do it like right in the middle, right after you've gone up some kind of uphill. Mm-hmm. And they, they want you to be able to slow your heart rate down, grab this spear that it's apparently like 10 pounds or something. It's like a pretty heavy spear, like it's real. Yeah. And you have to throw that thing and hit the target. Not only do you have to hit the target, but just like knock it over or something like this. So
1: now if you wow. if you enjoy it. If you like that, uh-huh. in in uh, just outside of Atlanta, uh, it's uh, between Cedar Crest and uh, Cartersville. I don't know mm-hmm. what the, the town is. It's probably, it's in Paulding County. It's really close to Paulding, uh, North Paulding High School. They have the okay. Savage Race, where okay. it's very similar to um, a Spartan Race, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like. Uh, things that uh, the Indians would do back in the day you know they would run a lot have to climb things and you know I'm like throwing the spear but it's a ha- a hatchet and so nice. it's very similar and it's out on this big farm so if if you like that Spartan race you can do a savage race closer to home I think they do it in uh, September so
0: okay okay that, that's that, that's the other thing I'm trying to figure out if there's like a like an entry one I can do like kind of like in like the next, two months just so i can see where i'm at you know kind of like test myself and then ultimately just get back to training and then resting right before because i have until i think it's july 31st or august 1st so i got some time oh oh no it's made up the money's been spent like i'm oh, doing okay. it now right, gotcha, gotcha. yeah cool 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 right. cool cool so for your me sir so my first topic is, of course, the one thing that is on everybody's mind. I think you and I had a short little conversation about it earlier this week. The vaccine or vaccines. I knew, I knew, that are I knew you were
1: going to go there. And, and that's one of my topics, uh, vaccine. So I can put Jason.
0: There you go. So ultimately, it's. We know that there's three of them out there. One of one of them is, you know, just a one shot. You're done and out the door. The other one is a two. Sta- the other two are two stagers. Um Ultimately, it sounds like you know the administration is doing a lot of things to just get as much supply as they possibly can. But there's still this overreaching thing of people just not wanting to get the vaccine for whatever reason, whether it's just manufactured too quickly, they don't trust it. Um, You know what? I think somebody said a microchip might be in it. Um, Ultimately, what are your thoughts on the vaccine? And ultimately, the overreaching question: Are you going to get it? Okay, you know that's
1: a it's a fair question, Um, and and here's where I'm at with it. Okay, so I'm kind of torn because Mm -hmm. vaccines as a whole, on if you look if you take vaccines by themselves in a vacuum, no other extenuating circumstances. vaccines are good. If you look at the the disease that vaccines have been able to uh, rid, you know, get out of society, smallpox, and, eradicate that. So polio, those vaccines helped eradicate those diseases. So mm-hmm. on the one hand, I've got, oh, it's a good thing. But then on the other hand, I, I, I'm torn because it's run by the government. And how often do we fully trust the government? And so I think the, the timing was a little wonky, like I, 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 there's a, a sneaky suspicion that this could have been done a lot sooner, but they kind of didn't do it sooner, they waited. And so if you look back at history, everything kind of happens for a reason and government has a way of manipulating the way things happen. And so I wouldn't be surprised, again, if, if the whole coronavirus was something that was allowed to happen, so that this could happen to, you know, I don't know, bolster the pharmaceutical companies, because like now you've got three different companies that are making tons of money, government's buying up all the doses and they're pushing them out. Then you've got, they're, they're being released to local governments, to the states, they're mishandling it, and so that's not going well. Think I've people like me who are skeptical. So really what it's gonna come down to, and you and I kind of touched on this on the last episode, when it starts impacting the way I want to live my life, then I'll, I'll have to really make a decision if I wanna get the vaccine. If I can't travel, if I can't go certain places, do certain things, um, then yes, I'll be way more likely to get it. But it begs a question, how will they know I got it? They give you a card, But as you and I both know, things are easy to lose. People lose their phones. Phones are bigger than this card. So this card will get lost. So then how do, is there a national database? Well, if there's a national database well then they're tracking you. So I've heard speculation that they'll be able to scan you to tell if you got it. How does that work? So I can't confirm that obviously but there's a lot of hearsay out there. So right now I'm on the fence. How well, I know playing. you were going to get it because one, you want to travel, and two, your wife will bury you in the backyard if you don't get it. So, but what, are, what yeah. are your thoughts about it, even though you know you're going to get it?
0: So, so my, my thing is initially, um, I do have a couple of friends who work in the pharmaceutical, um, you know, realm as well as individuals who are in the healthcare world. Um, and, and so initially, is- of course, what's that? And they said no. No, I mean, honestly, they were just like, you know, hey, you know, yes, this thing was. My main concern was this was made very quickly. It was made insanely quick, very, very fast. And then on top of that, history has shown, to your point, that vaccines ultimately change and get altered over time to address, um, you know those other uh, diseases, polio, measles, um, you know, all those different things were changed and had different types of side effects. Now we're starting to see that, you know, I can't speci- speak to the specific um, vaccine, but I do know that it's either the Pfizer or the Moderna version, the second shot gives you some kind of, some people, an adverse reaction or yeah. a, or a re- an, an inc- increased heart rate as well as a fever. Um, so those are the things that were on my mind where I was just like, wow, you know, that's that's pretty, you know, intense. Um, but ultimately, the my main decision was, was my mind was made up once I saw my father get it, saw my mother get it. I saw three of my friends get it, um, who are healthcare workers, two of them that are not healthcare workers. Um a couple of teachers that we do know that actually got it. And ultimately just watching them, just seeing their reaction as well. Um, and ultimately I was got you know what, this is allowing you all to do a couple of things that I'm not able to do. Number mm-hmm. one, visit family, travel, um, be in certain types of functions that I just would love to be able to to you know partake in. Um, but ultimately it seems like what has been done um, was done right, as as right as it possibly could, considering the circumstances with the t- pandemic. I do know, to like what you were saying, that it was government run and, and it's, you know, done to kind of booster the um, pharmaceutical companies. Let's be very, very clear. <laughs> pharmaceutical companies are the most wealthy organizations in the world. And yes, they were incentivized by actually getting this done, so I actually do know that for a fact. A couple of my buddies who are pharmaceutical reps have said that that there were insane level of payouts that were given to these organizations to come out with, um, you know, with with a vaccine very very quickly. Uh, for those of you who are um in the Atlanta area you can kind of remember when the I-85 bridge collapsed it was a big huge thing it shut down the highway for a number of months they were saying it was going to take almost you know 6 to 8 months to actually get the highway back up and running they had it up, up, built sound and ready to roll by i think what it was like 2 months i mean it was, yeah, like it was record a record ridiculously time. fast it was like people didn't even want to drive over it i mean but they kind of said this was incentivized because it it caused all these companies to come out of the woodwork of, you know, people who can make concrete, uh, and it and it'll dry a hundred times faster than normal concrete. I'm like, what? Like this technology has always been here, but well, we're just and, now and getting. This is what I've learned,
1: and and I don't know if you've experienced this, but some people say that okay, money doesn't solve everything, but mm-hmm. It sure does solve most things. If you yes. can throw money at something, you will most likely be able to find a solution. I, I as yes. a, when yes. I was an ROTC instructor, I can tell you that when we went on a trip with the cadets, if anything yes. went sideways, a kid forgot his money, the hotel was having an issue, you throw money at that problem and poof, it goes away. So yes. similar instance, you have an issue with the, the bridge, melted you throw enough money at it, you will get people to work crazy hours, come up with crazy technology. I mean, look at BP. BP had yep. that oil spill and they yep. had to create Nicole. new technology to go down there and fix it. And they Underwater. It.
0: Underwater, Underwater. While, while it was still leaking. The pipe was still like, I mean, people, uh, I, what was it? The valve? No, it was the BP. I can't remember the name of the pipe or, or whatever it is. But the amount of oil that was spilling on it by an hour by by hour was just insane not only did they get it built something that could catch it stop it and then cap it it was it, it, and again to that same point the government incentivized them come up with something that can get this done so i say all that to say yes they, they applied it to the vaccine situation that was my main hurdle that kind of just had me a little bit uneasy but similar to the bridge and on in, in, in I don't drive over it all the time, but when I do, I trust and believe that they did the best that they possibly can to get it up, to make everything safe for those who need to travel under it, over it, and ultimately that it's not doing harm, extra harm to those that live around it and the environment around it. I believe that that's the same exact thing they've done with this vaccine. They've done the best that they possibly could with the resources they had to to use new technologies to get it up to spec and not only fix the issue, but fix the issue to the best that it possibly can within all the technology that we have available. So with that, stick me. All right.
1: So here's the question then. So you Mm -hmm. said they did the best they could. And I believe Mm -hmm. that. And I believe that mm-hmm. they did the, the best kind of trials they could do to determine, one, the efficacy of the vaccine and two the side effects. But given that the government's involved and they want people to trust the vaccine, do you think we'll ever truly hear the true numbers when it comes to side effects? Because you know you, you read in the news that you know somebody died here, somebody had this, somebody had an embolism. So, you know, you, you hear scattered stories. But do you think we'll ever get the true the true numbers of, of people affected, who may have had serious side effects from the the vaccines, or do you think that um, it, we either will or we won't?
0: So uh, I'm going to go really, really high level because my wife is a therapist. I, um, and I, I have and other live friends. live in the high. <laughs> <laughs> and... and some other friends that are medical professionals and other folks that work for insurance companies. So yes, there is data out there, but it will only be sh- given and shared with certain audiences. So what do I mean by that? Well, I'm fine with that. Any t- so so there are individuals right now, and I we used to work for one years ago, dec- decades ago, an insurance organization an insurance organization and able to insure someone would need to have medical information about this individual. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, it sounds like you just send this person out for a physical and everything's all hunky-dory. And they're like, yes, kind of. We will send someone to their home to get that the, the physical data from them. But within that, we need you to get them to sign this piece of paper. This piece of paper allows us, the insurance company, to have access to the MIB, which is the medical insurance, some big, huge thing. And it basically said that them signing this states that we can have all of their medical records, not some of their medical records, Hmm. all of their medical records. I'm like, what do you mean by like all their medical records? The insurance companies if you want to get life insurance i know this for a fact permanent life insurance you have to sign this piece of paper and it states we can have access to all and, and for some people who have been healthy as an ox hey you have what they know when you were born what your blood type is you know how often you get a flu shot things like that but it is a record of every single interaction you have had with any medical facility. It's like the oversight, the the federal oversight over all Wellstar, Piedmont Hospital, uh, uh, Centara, Kaiser Permanente, they all record their information information and then share it with this organization, which is a government-run organization, Mm -hmm. and all they do is research. So again, This information is available. They are tracking the side effects, who's getting side effects, at least the individuals who say, hey, I'm having an adverse reaction to this. Come in, do some tests. That information is getting recorded. It'll probably be shared with that one specific person. But like we all know when we go to the doctor, hey, yes, if you sign this, your information will not be shared with anyone else without your consent. And that means general population. But it's already getting shared. That's another organization that is not private. It is federally run, and it has everything. So,
1: yes, in your yes. short answer. So I don't think I don't think we'll ever know the true fallout. I think the the government will keep that very closely contained. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I don't I don't want that information. It, I mean, if it's really bad, I would I would expect us to know. But if it's marginal. I think it's more important that more people get the vaccine and that we return to some kind of normalcy when it comes to the economy and how we do things it'll never get back to the way it was people will always and, and it might be for a good thing it might be a good thing to be more cognizant of washing your hands and you know wearing a mask when you go out in public because there's the flu and there's any number of other airborne bacteria that you could be protecting yourself from so that's a good thing that means you know uh, fewer days Uh, at home sick. So that means employers are paying, you know, less sick leave and all this kind of stuff. So those, that could be the unintended consequences of this. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm okay with not knowing. (laughs) Uh, I want people to get their shots. Uh, Probably won't be me, but I want people to at least think that, you know, things are better now Um, because I mean, with or with gotcha. I, I got
0: I got you, Mike. I'll, I'll be part of that herd immu- immunity. I'll, I'll, I'll get my shot for you, bro. Well,
1: I figure, you know, the I rates are going down anyway. And so if, mm-hmm. if 50 or 60% of the population get it, then, I mean, how, what kind of effect will that have? That will have a, a tremendous impact on the population at large. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm.
0: So and, 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 and one quick thing before you jump to your topic, one thing I know for a fact that is a valid point from my wife to where she's saying that I need to get it. But at the moment, she's not comfortable getting it because we just had a baby and right. she's nursing our newborn. So therefore, they're doing we te- don't know.
1: They're doing testing on some of the vaccines. I, I don't know which one. I think it's Moderna. That was mm-hmm. they're the first ones to test on children and infants to see Correct. how it impacts them. Can you imagine being uh-huh. the parent subjecting your child to that test?
0: So um, right then and there, that lets me know, nah, it's not happening up in this house, homie. me nope. Yeah, nope. Nope. No. Nope. 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 No, thanks. No, thanks. All right. So
1: you, you, we've got to, try. I think one of my topics you're probably going to go over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to steer clear of that one and let you bring it okay. up because my other okay. topic I know you won't bring up. Fair. Okay. Okay. Fair. All right. So you you know me to be um, somewhat of of, of, how do I how do I put this? I don't want to say gearhead, but I like photography and videography. All right. Mm -hmm. So just looking Mm -hmm. around, I mean, like I got an action cam here. I've Mm -hmm. got another action cam over here. I've got, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, hey, here's here's an old school camera right here. And so just just sitting here, I've got any number of cameras. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, on my left hand, I've got this one. So within arm's reach, okay, I've got at least four cameras. Mm -hmm. Oh, the door just shut, so food must be here. Thank you, Uber. Thank you. So my question is this, do you own a camera other than the one that's in your phone? Yes or no? Absolutely, yes how often if if you took 10 pictures out of those 10 how many would be taken with this other camera and how many would be taken with the one in your phone
0: the one that is not my camera 0.02% okay and everything else is done on my phone
1: okay so perfect segue that's exactly the answer i wanted to hear <laughs> will because phone technology, the, the camera inside the phone has gotten so good, they do so much now from, I mean, they can blur the background, they can do the zoom, they can do time-lapse, they can do time war. I mean, just all kinds of things, right? Super slow-mo. Okay. Do you think that cameras like, you know, this one will okay. get phased out because the cameras that are in these are so good? Do you see that as a possibility? Because right now, the sales of these cameras are in the toilet. Um, mm-hmm. Olympus just went out of business. Nikon probably isn't too far behind them. Uh, Fuji still makes some cameras. Sony, and I, and I did, a, not necessarily, uh, I think I I think I did. I think I did on my other uh, podcast channel, Mr. Opinion Head. I mm-hmm. did a, a thing, the two number one camera companies Don't even make cameras as their primary business, Apple and Sony Sony makes a great camera. Everybody's buying Sony's Apple makes great cameras. They don't make cameras as their sole business. So do you think these inboard cameras and and our phones are going to phase out the other cameras to the point where they're no longer relevant?
0: excellent excellent question and man just i mean you, you're, you're on it this this week um so in my opinion no those those no i, I don't know it's a revelation no. please explain I, I, the point. so for those individuals who use their phone cameras for everything yes it's the technology is amazing it's come you know so far from you know back in the day when Phones were originally, you know, you know, rotary phones. You had to do the little dial, or you know, call operator. Um, a phone is still a phone. That it's that's its core function. A camera, once you get a very very high quality camera, a Canon, um, a Fuji, um, these cameras, the the level of detail that the lens can really capture, can never in my opinion, right. will never be able to be caught. All right, I'm gonna share my screen with phone. you for just
1: a minute, okay?
0: Go ahead. I'm gonna mm-hmm. share
1: screen. I wanna show you two pictures. Okay. All right, let's go with, uh, hmm, I can't show you my desktop. It won't let me do that. Let's do my iPhone. Oh, geez, this okay. is bad. Um, <laughs> Well, maybe.
0: Oh, well the one is maybe it'll work. The one is All right, so we're gonna
1: do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Here. So let's see. Let's see if I can do this. There it is. Okay. Well, that's that's my camera again. All yeah, right. Mickey and Mouse. photos. All right. So here.
0: Um, oh, I see it, Mickey Mouse. I see, I see shelving in Mickey Mouse.
1: You see, oh hey, there you go. All right. So let's do, oh, full access. Let's try that.
0: Let's I love this, okay. this, this is, this is real podcasting folks. This well, is what real I was podcasting.
1: trying to do. And it's not going to let me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So there, did that work? It didn't work. All right. So anyway, what I wanted to do share No, okay, so everything's saying I can't do anything. All right, so anyway, what I was going to do was I was gonna show you uh, a couple pictures that I had taken. Um, Oh, you know, watch this. All right, so anyway, I took a couple pictures. I took a picture with my iPhone and I took a picture with um, my Canon I've taken pictures with this. This is a $150 action cam. Uh, Mm -hmm. This today and uh, did some edits to it. Uh, Looks pretty decent. So what I will tell you is, yes, while a Canon and a Fuji and an Olympus, they take great pictures, nine times out of 10, you're looking at that picture on an iPhone or a computer that doesn't have the same resolution capabilities as... The source that you took it with. So on mm-hmm. my phone can take, let's say, 12 megapixel can- uh, picture, my Canon mm-hmm. can take 24. But that level of detail won't be visible if I'm sharing it on Instagram and YouTube, and somebody's looking at it on their phone or iPad. Correct. So what I will tell you is, I agree that cameras do a much better job of taking pictures and video. Mm-hmm. But the way we consume media prevents us from really being able to appreciate it because most of the time, when you're on YouTube, your your normal settings are putting you at 720 when you could when you should be at 1080 or 4K. Should good be. point. And so, very good point. Like this camera doesn't even have 4K; it only shoots in 1080. But if I'm putting it on YouTube, it'll look just like my phone. It'll look just like. My, my iPad's got a 12 megapixel camera on the back, and so it shoots the same way this iPhone does. So I think that because of the way we consume media, that's gonna be the determining factor as to where people go to create the media. Um, I saw a, a camera, Sony made a camera that's 8K. They've mm-hmm. got another one that's, and a lot of companies now are making 6K cameras. Mm-hmm. the file size for those images are so large especially if you're doing video it's so large that you have to then get a better computer just to process it and so that's that's a no-go for me my my MacBook that I'm using right now I took I, I got an, um, some software it's uh, called uh, Lumineer. mm-hmm and it's a artificial intelligence. It uses AI to enhance photos. And my computer literally slaps me in the face every time I'm trying to process an image because it's like, what? I'm a hamster in a wheel and you're trying to get me to run the Iditarod. And so it's, it, it just, you can hear the fans spin up. It gets warm. It's trying to process. Mm-hmm. So the media that we're creating is so... Mm-hmm. I don't know, in depth, it's so rich that we're, we hardly have the tools to process it.
0: So you almost have and so, to go down. And that's, and that's kind of where I was gonna take it to where, yes, it all depends upon where you're consuming this media. What I believe is, yes, the sales of, you know, very detailed high, po- high power cameras um, are going down. But what do we know about supply and demand? When things that are extremely, extremely specialized start to dwindle, the price is going to go up. So when the price goes up, the individuals who are really, truly the best at it—that are professional photographers and professional, you know, media creators—are the folks that are ultimately going to be able to afford it and then be able to put out that high quality of media that we see in one film television and ultimately um still in my opinion i don't think we're going to be completely away from print but in certain um marketing um, things are still going to go depend upon that extremely highly specialized photographer who can give that high level of quality yes The new technology that's out here allows, you know, you do weddings yourself. You know, you take you do photography for people for their own weddings. It's just going to go to a more very, very specialized individual who is, you know, no, they're not going to take those weddings, but ultimately they're going to shoot the brand new, you know, uh, you know, marketing uh, campaign for Coca-Cola. They won't be doing that on a smartphone that's still gonna be done by an extremely highly specialized piece of equipment, by an extremely highly specialized professional who can, like you said, transfer or process that media or that data into the finished product that you say yourself. If you were able to see that picture, you would be able, to the naked eye, you probably wouldn't be able to see the full detail, but that's when, how does that media get presented? If you're gonna shoot an 8K, you're going to have to have something that can present on 8k may not be a phone, but it could be a light display that you see in, you know, the, the, the mall that you go to, or, you know, up on the side of a building or something. So that's where I see it going.
1: Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> and I like what you said about, I like what you said about this, that when things become, when there's fewer of them, the price goes up. Um, mm-hmm. supply and demand. Scarcity. And halfway Scarcity. through that, I had a point that I was gonna make about that. If you look at Peloton, they, they're extremely specialized. And so they, they've got that price point at over $2,000. So people look at it and go, oh, well, it, may, it must be really good because it's over $2,000 and they buy it. Um, interesting story about Peloton. When they had it priced lower, nobody bought it because they didn't think it was good. They raised the price. Okay. People thought, oh, well, now it must be good because it's more money. So they buy it. Same thing with okay. cameras they're gonna, you know, the, the more they cost, people are gonna look at them and go, oh, they must be really good. And so it's mm-hmm. reserved for that higher end photographer. And mm-hmm. most of us, you know, who aren't professionals are going to use these entry level tools that for YouTube, Instagram, and those kind of things are perfectly viable. Absolutely. I got an entire wedding on, on my um, iPhone. And mm-hmm. so, except for some time lapse, but most of it was on my iPhone put it out on YouTube, family loved
0: it. So there you go. There you go. It, 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 it's it's ultimately kind of how, um, let's, let's go to printed media. No one looks at printed media the way that we used to 50, 60, something, hundred years ago to where the newspaper was everything.
1: Okay, now, now tell me your, your impression of, of print media because I, I think it breaks down into two categories. You've got the one category that is, in the moment, getting the picture and not necessarily worrying about composition, framing, uh, lighting and all that. You're in the moment, you're trying to, and that's what I, that's where I put news. The, the, uh, the news media is about getting uh, the image, like the insurrection at the Capitol. They
0: just want, they just want anything the,
1: they think They just want the image. You don't care if it's 1087, 720, 4K, whatever, you just need to capture it. But then there's that other type of media where, it's portraits, weddings, um, volcanoes—you know, things like that. Where you want to, you want to frame that up. You want to get it just right, and, and you've got Full time, spectrum. and you want to make it look the best it can possibly look. So I think that you've got to break that down into to two different categories because that determines the type of tool that you're going to use. When you want 100%. that here and now, a phone, a small camera like this, this little camera here. I love this camera. This is a Sony point and shoot. And so mm-hmm. a little flip up screen, right? And so this yep. you take that, you pull it out of your pocket and you can take a great picture with this mm-hmm. point and shoot. You don't do a lot yep. of changing settings and making sure that the lighting Blindies. is right. Yep. So yep. to your point, no, we don't look at it the same, but for news, we just want something.
0: Something, something, It's something better than not having anything at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just going to come back to, to that point. Is this for news or is this going to be a true publication that's going to basically reach the masses, you know? So another example, just really, really quick, um, you know, um, as far as just production value from a movie like Avatar where, you know, they just, money wasn't even an issue. They just wanted to shoot it. And then ultimately you kind of compare it to, you know, National Lampoon, you know, two completely different genres, but it's still classics. But the different type oh, yeah. of capturing media and how it gets presented.
1: Now, do you know the history of Avatar? I do not. They did not, okay. Um, James Cameron wanted a, a certain type of, of 3D immersive type of product. Mm-hmm. Technology did not exist to provide him what he was looking for at the scope that he wanted. So he built a camera that would do that. And so the camera was
0: insane. And it allowed- Wasn't it like, a, wasn't huge. It like huge? It was like a huge camera, wasn't it? I, I'm, I'm getting confused
1: because I know there's a different type of camera that they, they've kind of dumbed, not dumbed it, they've shrunk it down to where now they're, when they're filming their scenes, they get the first person view and so the person's wearing the little dots all over them so they can CGI the stuff in. They're like, okay, cats. Cats was all CGI. They put all that in later, so they, they didn't just mask them after the fact. You know, the guys who were the little bubbles and everything, and they'll just uh-huh. Uh-huh. put something on like Iron Man or something. No, they, what they did is they had to, yes, they CGI'd all that in, but it was done in a way to where everything looked like it was them and it was all because of the camera that they used. So from Avatar, where they created the technology to now you've got movies that are 90% CGI, um, you yeah, know, we're we're moving into uncharted territory and they are very specialized, but to your point, some movies, you don't care what they're shot on. And like Cloverfield, did you ever see that movie? Yep. I did all shaky and everything. They wanted it to look Sideways. like a Clear Witch project. They wanted it to mm-hmm. look like it was a piece of crap camera. Correct. So yeah. That's you just want to be there. You don't care what you know media you're using. You just wanted to be there. And yep. so I thought that was awesome. I know frustrating. I you're watching them and you're like, turn left, turn. Left. I want to see what's left. Turn. Left. And they don't. They turn right. You're like stupid and so it's very frustrating because you're wanting to see things they're not showing you and that's half the appeal
0: of course and that's why you know you go back and watch it again to you're like well and then you're leaning and and like looking at the camera like and the screen like maybe maybe if I lean I'll be able to see it or if I rewind another 30 seconds then I might be able to catch what I'm trying to see Uh, dude just (laughs) oh that's awesome all right, do you That's have awesome. one
1: last topic? I think we got time for one more.
0: I got one last topic. Um, it, it's it's kind of it's not so much polarizing, just kind of interesting. Um, it, it's something that just hit the fan waves across the entire country, at no, least really? the United just, States.
1: Just hit. So you're not you're yeah. going to talk about the the royal interview and Oprah. You're not going to talk about stimulus checks. You're going to talk about something that just came out like in the last couple of days.
0: That's what it was. You just hit it. The stimulus. So oh, okay, just That's what I
1: had written down, and
0: I knew you were going to. So we're, we're there, yeah, absolutely. So, um, just I mean, we know uh, uh, every single American just got you know fourteen hundred dollars um, for themselves, and ultimately all their dependents inside their home. Plus, there's this other piece of you know um, legislation that passed, like a child credit that's out there or something like that. I don't know exactly all the details of it, um, but this 1 trillion or i don't know how many trillions it is or billions of dollars that it is that so got 1.9 pushed. trillion dollar relief package 1.9 trillion dollar relief package um, so yeah so it just it's starting to hit people's bank accounts or it's reaching all the banks now um, what was this your This is point? now the <laughs> this is the third one Word. that got pushed yep how, I, I'm interested to know now, I'm, I'm in my right mind, how much is this really going to benefit and how much is this going to hurt? Okay, this along?
1: reminds me of back when Obama was in office and we had the, um, the real estate debacle uh, 2008, 2009, and we we're feeling mm-hmm. the effects from that. And they did a similar thing. They did a, a relief package, a stimulus package. But what they did is they sent most of the money to the banks because they figured the banks would give loans and then people could then buy houses, buy cars, buy books, do things. And so they had a choice. They could either mm-hmm. give large chunks of money to the banks or they could give large chunks of money to people, let them pay off debt and then use that, those paychecks as, um, what is it, disposable income and go out and buy things that would stimulate the economy. Where do you think mm-hmm. the money went? The banks, the banks. Oh yeah. buying yeah. each other. Bank of America oh, of and all these oh, other Wells course. Fargo. They started buying oh, each course. other because now they have Merrill all Lynch, money. all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: none of it went where it was supposed to go, and didn't help really anybody. So I look at this Good one, point. and this is I think a little different because this was such it. The housing market didn't really affect a lot of people because. It wasn't, I don't think the scope was as broad as Corona because Corona shut down all kinds of industry and people couldn't work, people couldn't go do. So, this was designed to provide relief to people who weren't earning a paycheck, and a lot of it was for unemployment, small businesses. So, that's good. Mm -hmm. The question now is, are Americans smart enough to use it the right way to really stimulate the economy. Yep. So I, I know there's a percentage that are like, Hey, I just got to pay the rent. I got to buy groceries. But then there's another part of that. Those are the people that will, those are the ones that will stimulate the economy. they're going to go on and buy stuff that they would not have been able to buy before. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I, I think it's the right thing to do. The pro, Okay. The money part aside, if you take just the stimulus part out, the problem mm-hmm. I have is the package itself. Mm-hmm. The package includes so much garbage. That's why a lot of the Republicans didn't want to vote for it. And the Democrats did just because it came from a Democratic president. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you look at the extra crud that's in there no, I wouldn't want to vote for half of that because it's not part of the stimulus, like the $15 minimum wage was in there. No. They, didn't they cut that out? They cut that out, didn't they? they cut that out, but okay. that's okay. because okay. there was so much, you know, kickback over it. Mm-hmm. The problem is that there's so much fluff in there and just junk that you never get just a bill that says, hey, we want to pay the American people X number of dollars, that's it. We want to help mm-hmm. generate, you know, stimulate the economy. It's never that simple. And there's always a bunch of garbage in there that we'll hardly ever see because we, I mean, you'd have to really dig down deep to find out. And then you got, you know, politicians who say, well, you know, we, we need this money. So we just got to approve the whole thing. And if you don't, if you don't go for it, you don't say, then you're, you're labeled, oh, you just, you don't want people to succeed. You, you know, you're not, you're not for uh, stimulus money.
0: So um. I, 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 I'm kind of I'm kind of caught similar situation to where um, I do believe that they did the right thing, uh, basically getting funds into the hands of individuals who really, truly need it. Um, I, I, there are no funds for a fact that there are individuals who haven't been able to pay for their rent, mm-hmm. um, their mortgage, or they've lost their home, or they've lost their small business as a result of this. Um, so I get the fact that yes, these individuals needed these funds. Um, I also recognize the fact that um, there are other things inside the package that were meant to stimulate the the, the um, economy for other individuals. You know. Mothers who need, you know, an extra f- funds to be able to, you know, pay for daycare because they need to go back to work. So all these different things are kind of in there to, to help. The one thing that kind of, kind of got me—you kind of alluded a little bit—and and this is just more so far-reaching than just, again, where's the education? Where's the communication of basically, hey, yes, you got this check make sure you're making wise choices with it. I was talking to one of our colleagues and he kind of said, he said, Jason, you're like, could you imagine being a college student right now and you just got $1,400? What's the first thing you're going to do? I was like, dude, I'm going on on a trip, spring break. I'm going to fill up my car or I'm going to get a flight to somewhere. Cause you know, I, I, I've been working hard. I've been studying really hard at school. I'm going to Panama city. I'm going to Miami. I'm going down to the Caribbean. That's what I would have thought in my, you know, college years, ultimately now that I have a family and a full-time job, I'm like, what is going, what can I do? Um, or what, what should an individual in my stature who does get some of this money or whatever the money is invest it? Where's the end of individuals who are basically saying, yes, this whether you need it or you don't need it, are you going to put it towards something that's not only going to benefit you right now in the short term, and not just only benefit your, you know, your own household or your community to kind of build the economy, but long term, what this is funds that you needed that you weren't really truly expecting? Because let's be honest, we've been in this situation for almost a year now. Most of us have been able to get by just food banks family and friends this is funds that you really weren't expecting to get now that you have it what's the best opportunity that you can take with these funds and put it that's towards that's
1: a you? good question because now it all depends on your perception of what best is some people might be might be swayed to invest it like you're saying Mm-hmm. But then you're, you're putting it into a market that you have very little control over and that can be manipulated at almost any given time, as we saw with uh, Robinhood and, and that whole thing. And so mm-hmm. now you're, you're in a situation where you've taken money and you've put it into something that may give you a return, may not. You may be dumb with it and invest it in, in credit companies and then you get nothing or you might invest it for the long term. And then something like the housing market crushes everybody's 401k. So mm-hmm. there's there's no no guarantee there. But then on the other hand, if you've got people who put it into commerce, then you're guaranteeing that let's let's use Amazon for an example. Let's say you go out and you go oh. on a shopping spree with Amazon. Well, you got people who work in the warehouse, that's good for them because now they're they're fulfilling your orders, then you got the people who deliver it, then you got the people who deliver it from. The distribution center out to your house you got the gas you got the maintenance on truck and so it stimulates a wide berth of commerce so when you measure them out how do you what metric do you use to determine which one is more valuable than the other to the to the overall economy
0: you, you make a very valid point my friend and i didn't see it from your level of perspective to where now i'm thinking well, sheesh, maybe I should go ahead and buy that riding lawnmower. Like,
1: <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> that's, that's the gift that keeps on sucking money out of your pocket because you got to put gas. You got. I'll tell you, my dad's got a lawnmower. And man, that thing, it ain't cheap to fix, bro. It's
0: and not, man. Lots of gas. It takes so much gas. So it's, it's just that point to where what is the true definition of, the right thing to do for that household yes it may be for that you know that single mom who has you know two kids and she really needs to be able to pay the rent and you know buy Mm -hmm. new shoes or backpacks for their kids or it could be you know that young college student who's ultimately you know was a bartender can't Put it towards education, her college education. The family who is working full time, who basically states, "You know what? I really don't need these funds. Maybe I could put this into an account for my children, so that way they could be able to buy themselves a car later on down the line." So, there you go. That's my list. GoPro. There you go. I want you to see it. There you go.
1: Um, I made a list. I am gonna. I am going to. Well, a portion of it. Yes. Will be used. Yes to stimulate the economy. The mm-hmm. other portion will be put back to stimulate the economy at a later date that has yet Beautiful. to be identified. Um, Beautiful. Because, hey, who wants to stick around their house all the time? You wanna go on trips? You like
0: to travel, so. so. So, so so right then and there that tells you, so I, 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 full disclosure, my wife was like, yes, we, we need to invest in all that other stuff and think about the kids' future. She literally looked me in the face and grabbed my face and said, we're going to leave the house. I don't <laughs> care what you say. We're leaving the house. We're going to go outside. We're going to get out of these four walls. I'm leaving this house, whether you want to or not. Yeah. If you don't leave, then you can control at least some of the spending of it. I was like, all right, fine. We'll, we'll leave the house.
1: So, yeah. She yeah. looked at you and said, whether you're coming or not,
0: I'm <laughs> going." But whether you want to enjoy some of it or not, it's going to be enjoyed. So you might want to be on, the, you know, the receiving end of some of that enjoyment.
1: Hey, might so, well, yeah, might want to be on board for
0: that one. <laughs> Awesome, dude. But, yeah, uh, so, I mean, that, that was my topic. All
1: right. So let's look. Let's do a, a quick recap. Um, according mm-hmm. to my notes, mm-hmm. uh, we started off with your softball question about March Madness. Mm-hmm. Followed up with my softball question about the CrossFit Open. Correct. Then from that, we kind of went into uh, the vaccines. Correct. And because both of us had that topic, we discussed that at nauseum. Correct. Then uh, it was my turn, so we went into cameras. Correct. And then we finished up with the stimulus package. and the mutual topic. And how, you know, that affects the economy and how people should use it and that kind of stuff. So I think I think uh, overall, I think we hit all of the high notes. I think we gave people some things to really think about and hopefully create some discussion. Um, we by no means touched on every single topic and we didn't really dive deep into any one particular subject, but we did give people a nice starting point to where maybe yes. it generates a couple conversations in their world
0: absolutely
1: and really that is the crux of the show is to get people maybe to see things a little differently come up with some conversations and maybe we can all become a little more enlightened about the things in our world
0: so I couldn't what agree more my theory. friend i i, I mean I, you summed it up excellent uh, again We encourage you all to then take the conversations that we started here, um, have them with, you know, your friends, your loved ones, um, colleagues. These are the types of things that help us to see um, each other, our perspective, and ultimately help us to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, Because, hey, yes, you may see the world one certain way, but it's not until you see it from another way to where you think, okay, cool, you know maybe, maybe there's another way of doing, like we said it, the right thing. What is the right thing for me, my family and my community? So great. Excellent, dude.
1: All right. So, Hey, listen, for all you out there who are listening to this podcast, do us a favor and do reply comment. uh, Let us know your thoughts. uh, Let us know future topics, things that you would like to have discussed, maybe a question or two. Uh, We would love to hear from you. And, um, If you're not already, go ahead and subscribe, and so uh, so you can get this in your inbox and listen to this maybe on your ride to work, uh, your next trip out of town now that uh, some COVID restrictions are are being lifted. So with that in mind, this is the J&M Podcast. He's the J, I'm the M, and this is our world as we see it.